Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. Luke chapter 2. If you go to Luke chapter 2, and I cannot tell you how when the Lord looks down on His day that the world takes to celebrate as His birthday, and for you to be in His house, uh, that is an honor and just a tribute to your love for the Lord. And I want to go to Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to keep my promise and have us out of here at 11.30, and uh, there's a red light up there, and I'm not quite sure, is it, do what? Oh, okay. So that's Newland's idea. I love it. I, there it is. The flashing red light will go on, and uh, when, when the light comes on, we're done, regardless of where we're at. We are, we are, Brother Londo wants to see it. He, 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 could, could you, is that, okay. So I, so I guess you just need to shut all the lights off. That comes on, and then we're done. So Luke chapter 2 and uh, ah, I love church. I love being in church in Luke chapter 2. And thank you very much, all the music, and uh, we praise the Lord for that. And then we have some more tonight. And so uh, we do have church tonight at 5.30. Would love to have you back. And uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 1, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth in Judea, Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God 
for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. On this Christmas morning, I want to talk to you about the earthly purpose of Jesus. The earthly purpose of Jesus. There are many times that you receive a gift that it's a novelty gift. It's a gift that when you look at it, it makes you chuckle. It makes you go, okay, that's, that's a novel gift, and I'm going to use that at the appropriate time. Miss Elizabeth uh, and the twins gave me a gift, and, and I opened that gift, and it's a Bucky's head bobblehead. And, uh, and Miss Elizabeth was telling me, she said, Pastor, I gave that to you so that when you need an amen, you just reach up and hit that bobblehead and it'll, it'll do that to you. I'm bringing it tonight, amen? And, uh, and I'm going to set it right up here because sometimes if I, I feel like I'm struggling, I'll turn around and I'll act like I'm looking at the preacher going, amen, preacher. And uh, so, so I got me a, that's a novelty gift. Th- then there are those gifts that, that nobody else would understand that you receive, that you're just like, okay, okay, now, now that's a great gift. And there's only few people that understand it. Then there are gifts that you receive uh, that you want a gift receipt to take back. <laughs> and uh, you not only go, oh, nice, but you kind of look and go, do you have a gift receipt? Uh, but there are those gifts that you receive that they are practical gifts. Don't you hate those kind of gifts? This morning, RG got practical gifts. He, he got socks. He, he uh, got, got a belt. I mean, he got some shirts. He got a tie. He got those practical gifts. And uh, the younger you are, don't you hate those practical gifts? You want things that take batteries, not things you wear. Amen? But here you have a gift that was given to mankind. And in this gift that's given, there's the eternal purpose of Jesus And that eternal purpose is in verse number 11, if you'll look there. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's Jesus in his eternal purpose. His eternal purpose for coming, if if he could have gone from just the babe in the manger, and if they would have sacrificed that baby right then, he still would have been the sacrificial lamb of God. And sometimes we equate babies in the manger of being innocent, that they lose their innocence as they get older, which is true for mankind, but was not true for God. Jesus did not begin in the manger. Jesus just simply took upon flesh in the manger. And here we have that eternal purpose. That eternal purpose of Jesus was to save man from their sins. In fact, Matthew 121 expounds on it, expands on it. And she shall bring forth the son and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. We know that the wages of sin is death. We recognize that Jesus' eternal purpose to coming to mankind was to save people from their sins. Jesus lived a sinless life. Jesus lived a life with no sin And then we know that now we come back to Luke chapter 2 and go down to verse number 49. We know that his eternal purpose was to be a savior for man. 
But sometimes we can confuse the verse found in Luke chapter 2 and verse 49. And he said unto them, how is it that you sought me? Now we're in the same chapter that we read the Christmas story, if you will. But now we've progressed years down the road. And in the same chapter, at the beginning of the chapter, we find out that he shall be a savior. But then at the end of the chapter, we fast forward and now we find Jesus sitting in the temple. The family leaves the, the Jerusalem and, and, and now they're looking around. Anybody seen Jesus? Anybody seen Jesus? And before you think they were bad parents, that was just the culture of the family. In fact, they assigned a tribe that was a tribe when the children of Israel would move through the wilderness. There was a tribe that their whole job was to gather the, and the, those stragglers. And, and well, they're with a family member back there. And so this was not unusual. So do not think that these are bad parents. This was just the way the Hebrew family did it. And when the family would travel, there are kids that would play off to the side, but there always were a sign at the rear, at the bring up the rear guard of the family that, that they would kind of keep everybody with the family. And then when the family would settle in the wilderness and they would set up the standards around the t- tabernacle, that they would return the family. So this is what this was. They couldn't find Jesus. In fact, if you read there, they supposed that he had been with, but he wasn't there. When they finally found him, they found him in the temple. And then in verse number 49, he said unto them, how is it that ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my, what please, father's business. Ladies and gentlemen, when we think about the father's business, it's very easy to equate it with his eternal purpose rather than his earthly purpose. God did not save you to do whatever you wanted to do to wait for eternity. Can I say that again on this Christmas day? God did not gift you the greatest gift ever that was wrapped in heavenly love and put on that tree called Calvary for you to accept. He didn't give you the greatest gift for you just to hang out on planet earth until the day you go to heaven. There was the eternal purpose of Jesus, and that is to save us from our sins. How many are saved today? You can, oh, guess what? Then what are you here for? You see, there are those gifts that you put up. I was gifted some coins not too long ago by a family friend, and I took those coins, and I took it to the safe there at the house, and and, 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 I, and I opened up that safe, and I'm not going to tell you the combination. I opened up the safe, and I, I, I put those coins in there. There are some things that you just don't play with. You don't flip upside and down. You, there are some, but there are some gifts that God never meant for this gift. This gift that you and I have of salvation in this earthen vessel, God never meant for this gift to be put into a safe. It's not a novelty gift. It's not a gift that you pull out once a year. It is the most practical gift that we have ever been given, and we have a Savior. But this, when he said in Luke chapter 2, I must, Renee, good to see you. I just saw you, Renee. Hey, good to see you. Grandfather, yes. We got great grandkids. Did you know that? We got the best grandkids ever. That's because they have us for grandfather. And uh, so, so understand that, that it is this eternal gift. Now, I want you to go back to Luke chapter 2. And, and as we end in the next 15 minutes, or the light's going to come on, 
Jesus' eternal purpose was to be born sinless, live sinless, die sinless, and pay for all of mankind's sins on the cross. But in Luke chapter 2, verse 27, we are given a glimpse of his earthly purpose. Look at it. And he came by spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus. Now we're talking about Simeon here, and the people brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law. So it was in keeping with the law. Christ came to fulfill the law. But while until he came to fulfill the law, I love this, he still obeyed the law. That's incredible right there. Rendering to Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And so he still was obeying this, this law, no matter if it was Caesar or the Mosaic law. And listen to what, so now Simeon, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, look at this, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Here is the earthly purpose of Jesus, which is our earthly purpose. Please do not take your salvation and just put it in a, on a shelf to wait for redemption. Please don't take this gift that you received wherever this was at. And please don't take this gift and just make it a novel fish on the back of a car. Or a saying of a verse on the side of a wall. Or just something that you put on your, on your, your, your hospital registry to where, what are you? I'm, I'm a Christian. Don't, don't let it be just a word. This needs to be the most practical gift that you and I use all the time. We use it how he used it. And Simeon said this about this Christ child. Look at it. Which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people. He has them in his arms. Simeon, this man, has that babe in his arms, and then he says this. Here it is, twofold. A light, verse 32, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Whoo! Do you know what happened to this babe? Do you know what Simeon said about this babe? I hold before you not only the Savior, But I hold before you someone that as this babe grows up, he will be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and he will be the glory of thy people Israel. You see, Simeon knew that this babe that was born in that manger was the most practical gift ever given to mankind. No wonder when Jesus was 12 and in the temple and the parents sought him sorrowing and the parents said, what in the world are you doing? Three days he had been there. Do you know what he was saying? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? What was the business of the father? Not the end of the father. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth, you see, them believing, that was the end. But what was the mission of Christ while on this earth? It is the same mission that you and I are to have. Because he said in the book of John, as the Father has sent me, 
even so send I you. We have two missions. The purpose of Christ being on this earth is the same purpose why he has left us on this earth. And here it is. A light to lighten the Gentiles. I'm not talking about a race of people. I'm talking about a stage of people. You see, people who know not Christ are in darkness. And do you know God's going to allow you? God's going to allow you as a believer to come across people who are not believers. And guess what you are to be? You are to be a light to give light to a lost and dark world. We're not supposed to fit in to the darkness. We're supposed to stand out in the darkness. We're not supposed to become part of the problem. We're supposed to become part of the solution. Remember that Samaritan that was at that well? That woman at the well? And when Jesus started talking, she said, why are you talking to me? Want to know why he was talking? Because that was his job. His job was to bring light to a dark world. You and I are not living in a light world. We're living in a dark world. And you say, well, how do I use this gift? You and I use this gift to be a light. Can I ask you a question? When's the last time you shown the light of Jesus Christ to somebody? I was picking up wood uh, Friday night. We were out. Was it Friday night? And, uh, and Kelly, Kelly took her car, and I took my truck, and, and we met, and then we had to scatter. We had to get, and I'm on my way home, and, and, and I've been cutting up wood, and it's not dry enough. And so I was like, I'm just going to stop by and buy the, these. In the, I'm going into the wood business. I'm just going to tell you that right now. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to come cut down your tree and start putting it out for firewood. And uh, so I stopped by this convenience store, and I picked up one of these stupid bundles. And, and uh, the guy behind the counter says, sir... Can money buy love? He, 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 sir, can money buy love? And I was like, no, but Christ can give you love. He said, good answer. Good answer. You know what your job is? Your job is not to just go from the house to your job and back to the house and back to the job and back to the house and maybe go do a little recreational and interact with this world and walk silently and slowly through this world. And maybe if you're good enough, they'll never find out you're a believer. And you can make it back home. And that's not what we're supposed to You know, we're supposed to to be a light. He made no bones about it as our Savior. He was a what? Light. And on this Christmas morning, can I tell you, you may not have received a gift today that anybody else would understand. You may not have received a gift today that you can use everywhere. You you may not have received a gift today or will receive one that is appropriate for any, any occasion. But the day you got saved, you received the greatest gift ever. And don't just use it for salvation, for eternity. Use it now to light the world of every Gentile you come across. Do you know Christ as your Savior? I love it during the uh, uh, Miss Plant, we were at the viewing for Brother Combest, and, and Miss Combest, Miss Plant said, uh, I, I, when we got to church, I said during the service, funeral service, that Brother Combest came up in church and said, 
do you know Jesus as your personal Savior, Lord and Savior? And Miss Plant goes, yes, I'm born again. Now, y'all, that's pretty bold in the house of God. But I'll tell you something even bolder is when you do that outside of the house of God. I'm here today to kind of push you a little bit, provoke you a little bit. It's not fair to have the answer for eternity and not tell people about it. Do you know what his entire thing was? His entire existence, his entire MO was this will light to lighten the Gentiles. Then the second one, as we end, it's the glory of thy people Israel. I want you to notice what Simeon, if you would, and go to, go, go to Luke chapter 2, if you will, and look at verse 25, and, and I've got to hurry, but, but I, I want you to notice that there were a group of Jews. There were a group of Jews that were Orthodox Jews that they, if you look at verse 25, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same, and the same man was just and devout. What, what, what does that word say right there? Waiting. Waiting for the what, please? Consolation of Israel. It was a common saying that they would use as they waited for the Messiah. We're just waiting for the consolation of Israel. Look at this old man. And it was revealed, consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he has seen the Lord's Christ. I love that right there. Think about what he just said. Before I see the Lord's Christ. There are a lot of other people who came as Christ. I'm Christ. Nah, you don't meet the requirements. But he said the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, they brought him in. Here was this old man that for years he had been waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And then the rumor hit. Do, do you know there was, a, there, there was a, a babe born just a little bit ago? The wise men from the east came. Then all of a sudden, when those parents brought in that babe, and he held that babe in his arms, this is him. This is the consolation. Where did they find Jesus at in the temple? Where did they take Jesus to? the temple. Do you know there are people that come to church each and every week, and do you know what they're just waiting on? They need to see the consolation of Israel. Church is not a place for you to you and I to dump our bad days and dump our darkest, darkest secrets. This is not the place for us to gripe and complain. You know what? This is the place. This is the place to where we are looking for the consolation of Israel. My job and your job is twofold with this gift we've been given. It's the same thing that Jesus did. We are to be a light to lighten a dark world of lost people. But then, ladies and gentlemen, we are to be people that we put into the arms the consolation of Israel. We live in a day and time where people are retreating from the, the church house. Monday through Saturday is more important than God's day. 
You ask people all the time, hey, could you? Hey, would you mind? Ah, I just don't, Pastor, I just don't think I can. We've lost sight of the fact that we exist for God's people to give them the consolation of Israel. That consolation is a, is a term that means comforter, is a term that means to, to help us during our difficult times. And Simeon knew this about this consolation of Israel. He knew that once he saw it, that it was his job to, to bring this consolation and say, look, I've seen it, I'm there. And then he said, this baby, this baby that gave me consolation is going to bring glory to my people. That is your job. Your job is to live your life to bring glory to the Son of God. And when you're inside the house of God, could I just encourage you? 2023 is coming up. If we want to have a great 2023, you know how we have it? Let's keep telling a dark world about a Jesus that loves them and can save them. And then when we come into the house of God, come in giving glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that glory means we worship, we lift up. Nothing worse, nothing worse than to ask a believer, how's it going? And on Sunday, they go, well, let me tell you, I don't like this, I don't, no, no, no. Leave that for the job. All right, leave that for the kitchen table. Leave, leave, leave it outside, but don't bring it inside the house. Because as Jesus sat in that temple, he was asking and answering questions. Hey, on this Christmas day, you've been given a Christmas gift that is very practical. It can be used every day. It can be used in every way. It can be used for lost people. It can be used for saved people. And I would encourage you as a believer that if your only footprint at the house of God is occupation in a chair and not helping lift up Jesus Christ, then I would ask you in 2023, don't be that kind of person. Be the kind of person you say, no, at some point, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to start lifting up the glory of God in everything that we do. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.